What's up, everybody? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. There's always two sides to the story, an A-side and a B-side. And I'm here to give you in-depth analysis of every important fight throughout the boxing year. So enjoy Sides of Boxing. On this episode of Sides of Boxing, we are going to talk about four important fights that happened this past weekend on March 30th, 2019. The first important fight that happened this past weekend was Alexander Vostik versus Dudu Ngambu. This first matchup was very entertaining. I enjoyed it. It ended very unexpectedly. I've never seen anything like that in my life when it came to a boxing match, but it happened. And you just got to just look at it for what it was and move on. So just get started to what exactly happened in this boxing match. So um, Alexander went into this fight as a heavy favorite. He's in the light heavyweight division, and that's the 175-pound division. And he has the reigning WBC and lineal light heavyweight championship belt. So he has that title. And so he went against Ngambu, whose record was 38-7 and at the time. And that was 38-8 and because he lost. And um, Alexander came into a 16-0. and So... He has, Alexander has a crazy amateur record. He has done over hundreds of amateur fights, has done very well, and that's what got him to a title fight in his last fight against Adonis Stevenson, in which he won. So coming into this fight, it was kind of interesting because Alexander came out uh, jabbing, jabbing, but Ngambu was very difficult. He had a little bounce to his game. Like he was, it was very, very, very strange. I, it's some boxers who actually do this, but to see it, like at times it's just very difficult. I know for boxers, even for somebody who's watching, I know it's difficult, but for boxers who's actually in the ring with type people that, that box like Ngambu, it's very difficult because he moves like a jittery type of stance and he's bobbing and weaving like he's moving very like you don't know if he's going to jab you throw a strong right hand you don't know what he's coming at is he going to throw a combination counter it's just you can't tell because of his movement it's like a jerky movement so much and uh it gave uh Alexander kind of uh a little bit of problems like he was still winning the rounds but he wasn't winning them convincingly to the point where it was like domination. It was kind of like he was missing a lot of punches. He was kind of swinging kind of wide, but he was getting to he was getting enough to actually win the rounds. And I think I had it up until the fifth round, and that's where the round the, the fight stopped. But up until then, I had him winning pretty much every single round except I give him about one. I give one round to Ngambu, but other than that, I I gave. Uh, the rest of them to Alexander. And the fifth round came along where it was very strange. Like, it seemed like Alexander was getting very comfortable. And then out of nowhere, like, Ugambu just, like, turned the shoulder. Like, he moved around, like, trying to, like, move around the ring. And then it seemed like he pulled his calf muscle. No contact. Alexander didn't touch him. He just, like, pulled up on his calf muscle. And then it seemed like... Uh, he couldn't move. Like it seemed like it was a mad Charlie, Charlie horse, and it was like, and we was just all like, "What's going on?" Then the then the the ref or the judge, the ref um gave him like uh, 
he gave him like I think a couple minutes to kind of recoup. And all the commentators, Timothy Bradley, uh, Andre Ward, was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Because like either he got to he got to end this fight because you got to fight. If you can't fight, then it's automatically over. And that pass around four, so eventually it won't be a uh, uh, no no contest. It would just have to go to the scorecards. And so um, in this case, uh, or it'll just be a forfeit. So in this case. Um, he couldn't move on. He couldn't go on. It seemed like it really was agitating him. He sat down and he was like crying. Then he got back up and then he was trying to move back and forth, but he just couldn't get back in the ring and fight. So they had to end the fight and it, and it became a, became a decision for Alexander. So he got the TKO and that was the end of the fight. So the next important fight that happened on March 30th was a fight that I didn't know much about. Coming into it, but I learned a lot coming out of this fight. Scott Fitzgerald was a beast. And Anthony Fowler did a very good job as well. They both record coming into it was 12-0 for Scott Fitzgerald and 9-0 for Anthony Fowler. And I heard it was a lot of bad blood that came into this, leading up to this fight. And I seen it when I watched this fight. This fight had a lot of... Uh, animosity in it. It was a, it was a lot of buildup. It was a lot of tension in this fight. You could tell in the crowd. It seemed like everyone was up for it. And both of these fighters did a very good job um, in the amateurs, and they both won medals in the amateurs. So they both came in very serious. I was kind of surprised that they was fighting each other at this point, but it was it's very entertaining nonetheless. So going into this fight, both undefeated. Both in a super welterweight division or light middleweight division, however you want to say it. And that is in the 154-pound range. So 154 pounds is where they're fighting at. It's another fight that I'm going to talk about next that was also in the 154-pound division. That was the main event, but I want to continue on with this one. So in this fight, this was for the vacant WBA International Super Welterweight title. So... It was a lot on the line at this point. They came in just mad at each other, didn't respect each other, talking about family members. I mean, just talking about people. And it got to it. When they got into this fight, Anthony Fowler came out with a strong jab. He was jabbing, jabbing, combination jabs. It was very smooth, very uh, demanding. He controlled the fight in the first couple rounds that I definitely saw. Anthony Fowler came out, and his nickname is The Machine. And he felt like he was when he first came out. But then as rounds continue on, you could tell that Scott Fitzgerald was very confident in himself. And you can feel it when he was fighting. Now, Anthony Fuller is a little bit taller than him, but um, Scott Fitzgerald was getting around that jab as rounds continued to go on. That jab was actually making the difference in the first beginning of the, of the rounds, like first three or four rounds. It was making a difference, but it seemed like Anthony Fowler got a little tired, and as he got tired, Scott Fitzgerald, he just stayed consistent throughout the whole entire fight. So as the fight kept going on, uh, Scott Fitzgerald started picking up on his, on his a little bit on his defense. He was still getting hit a lot, but he was picking it up on um, the way that he was moving around. He was throwing more strong punches, more strong combinations to Anthony uh, Fowler, and it started to make a little difference. He started to turn the side as the middle rounds began, and then Scott Fitzgerald started to uh, really just throw bombs. 
And it was it was getting to the point where I was I didn't even really know what was going on. I gave the rounds at that point. It was a ten round bout. I gave it about four three. So I headed towards Scott Fitzgerald going into the eighth round. Then the eighth round came, and I think I gave it to Scott Fitzgerald again. So it was five three. But then in the ninth round, then it got really interesting. So Anthony Fowler came out blazing hot he came and started going off on Scott Fitzgerald and had him on the ropes and started going hard at him and I was like oh this might be a stoppage because the ref was looking like he was about to stop the fight but uh Scott Fitzgerald hung in there and he started uh getting out of the ropes then he 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 survived that round so then I had it 5-4 for Scott Fitzgerald so then and going into the last round, it really mattered because a knockdown either way could have made this fight winnable for either of the opponents. So, and then that was my opinion of the fight compared to what the judges had. So, tenth round came, they came out strong, both of them. And Lord behold, Scott Fitzgerald caught Anthony Fowler with a couple left left hand shots, caught him like with a jab, kept hitting him with the with his left hand two or three times, and Anthony Fowler fell and got knocked down, and the crowd went uh, ballistic, man. They went crazy, and I was like, oh, I was kind of, that was kind of shocked, too. I was like, this can't be right, and I was like, it's so much on the line, and then he gets knocked down, and I was like, that's it. I said, Scott Fitzgerald got this, and then that's how the the, the round ended. So uh, Anthony Fowler got up, and he survived the rest of that 10th round, but um, scorecards came out. The judges gave it to... Uh, Scott Fitzgerald, and he ended up now being 13-0. and 0. Um, Definitely a big win for him. Definitely a big win uh, for the country. Um, and I want to say that in England. And it was just a, an amazing fight. And I'm looking forward to more fights with Scott Fitzgerald, man, because he is a great boxer. He did take a lot of punishment in this fight. However, he packs a lot of punch, and he can box. So I'm looking forward to more fights with him. I know he's going to be in that super welterweight division, and there's some good guys already there. So I'm looking forward to it. Now, for the third important boxing match that happened this weekend, uh, ended up being Liam Smith versus Sam Eggington. And he was the main event fight right after Scott Fitzgerald versus Anthony Fowler. And this fight here was... Pretty one-sided. Liam Smith came into this fight and he literally dominated Sam Eggington from the start. If it would seem like he was so confident that it didn't even matter what what the judges was going to say, it didn't matter what anybody was going to say because he just knew he was going to win this fight. The fight started with Sam Eggington already being on the ropes and getting tagged. It just he didn't have no defense. It seemed like he just came into this fight and thought he was going to bully Liam Smith like he did smaller opponents. And that's why Sam Eggerton has won as many as fights as he has because he would usually fight somebody that's usually smaller than him that he can actually bully and uh, bulldozer through. But Liam Smith is a much bigger guy. Um, and he ended up um, just bulldozing him. I mean, he just had him on the ropes like at least three or four times up into the round where they... Um, where he got the stoppage, and he was just just pretty much bullying them. It, I mean, both of their defenses wasn't that well. None of them moved their head much. It just was like they was right in front of each other, and they were seeing who can take the most hits. And it got to the point where Liam was landing more, and Sam Eggerton was trying to block more. And it got to the point where 
he couldn't even like his eyes was getting shut and it was just once his eyes got shut it was just a done deal and the ref stopped it and that was a good call because I didn't want Sam Eggerton to get any more uh beating uh to that point man because I was like I don't think they're gonna definitely don't need to make it to uh all the 12 rounds man I was like they need to end this early because Sam Eggerton can't really see and it and it was it was getting bad to watch man so yeah that just concludes my uh synopsis on the Liam Smith versus Sam Eggerton fight I look forward to Liam Smith next he's now 27 and 2 and he has the WBC silver light middleweight title so he can fight somebody in that division. I mean, it's a lot of good fighters. Like I said, Scott Fitzgerald just came out of there. I mean, we still got Jared Hurd. We still got uh, Jamel Charlo. So, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen in, in this division. But uh, Liam Smith definitely has the opportunity to fight better competition now. And we'll see how that goes this year or even next year. Now, the last fight that happened this past weekend was Ryan Garcia versus Jose Lopez. This was the biggest fight coming into this weekend. Everybody was still keeping their eyes on Ryan Garcia because he's the next phenom that everybody's assuming he's going to be. And I still need more time, in my opinion, to make sure that he's going to be that, the next superstar. But he definitely has all the intangibles to become one because he's with um, Oscar De La Hoya and Canelo. Like he's hanging around the right people, and he's putting himself in a position to really, to really rule the uh, boxing uh, world. So, going into this fight, Ryan Garcia was seventeen and zero, undefeated. Uh, he was going against Jose Lopez, which was twenty and three at the time. And this is for the lightweight division, which is one thirty five. And it's gonna, and this is just, uh, just a fight that Ryan Garcia just has to dominate and move on till he gets better competition. Now I know he likes to go against uh, or talk trash to Javante Davis. Uh, he does not like him. Javante Davis is not like Ryan Garcia, and it's been going back and forth for a while now. So I don't think they're still gonna fight yet because. It just doesn't make sense right now. I think the fight has to build up a little bit more. And Javante Davis should definitely move up because he can't stay at that weight that he is now. Um, but let's get back to the fight. So Ryan Garcia came in to this fight um, just throwing combinations. It seemed like he was a little hesitant at first. Not too much, like, but he was just trying to find out where he was, just jabbing. He still seemed very confident just like any other fight that he had um, up until this point. And he just was... Throwing nice combinations, three, four punch combinations, uppercuts, um, right cross, jab, and it was just beautiful. Um, and it got to the point where the second round came, and he just pretty much dominated it. At the end of the first round, it seemed like he was about to get there and knock him out. But the bell ring, second round came, and he literally just tore him up. Like It was so quick and so easy. And Jose Lopez didn't have a chance, and Ryan Garcia just like just like just attacked him like he attacked him and made sure he got him out there and didn't give him time to even recover like just kept piling on him and that was the end of the fight and I was just say with this fight I just feel like Ryan Garcia like he just need to keep doing what he's doing at this point he just keeps winning his fights and eventually he's going to get a better fight and get better competition and eventually get a title fight. But he just has to stay consistent, stay patient, and the fights will come. He's going to get there, man, but he just got to be a little patient, man, and keep knocking out people like he's doing now. 
And before you know it, man, we're going to see Ryan Garcia on the big stage, and we got to see exactly how tough he is as a champion. So, or if he can be a champion, I mean, because we still don't know yet. So, um, yeah, that's all I have for Ryan Garcia. And that concludes pretty much the boxing uh, episode. This was an entertaining weekend. I looked forward to it, and it did not disappoint me. I am looking forward to what's going on in April, most definitely, because this just ended March. So I'm looking forward to those boxing matches in April. Um, we got Clarissa Shields versus Christina Hammer. We got Terrence Crawford, Amir Khan. I'm gonna just leave it right there because it's it's gonna be a great month in April. So just stay tuned to Sasso Boxing Podcast. I'm gonna continue to give you all great content and commentary that is going to give you a great insight on what's going on in the boxing world today. So subscribe today. Please give a rating, five stars, if you really enjoy what I'm talking about. And make sure you try to support us on Patreon if you feel led to. So yeah, that's it. God bless y'all.